welcome to today's show, Global Citizen Life. Today we have Sherelle Edwards on us on our show joining us. So thank you very much, Sherelle, for, for taking your time to join us and, and talk about your journey today. Thank you for having me. So can you share a little bit about your entre entrepreneurial journey and a little bit behind um, how you got to where you are, what happened, and maybe a few successes and obstacles along the way? Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, well, currently, I am um, I'm Dr. Sherelle Edwards, and um, I am a certified phytotherapist and um, health consultant. Um, I do that through one of my three LLCs that I manage, and that LLC is All One Life, um, where our main purpose is to help people determine the root cause of their chronic illness through lab work testing and um, assessments. Um, so that's what we do through that through that window. Um, I also manage two other LLCs. One um, is a dispute resolution company and the second, the other one is a wholesale company. Um, so we stay pretty busy. Um, I can't do all of this alone. I do it with a wonderful team of VA assistants that uh, help me manage the different day-to-day -day operations for those companies. And um, that's how I'm able to focus on what I've been called to do, which is to be a healer and to help people through healthcare. Excellent. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, running three three companies is, is definitely time consuming. So uh, it, it can be. It can be. Yeah, it can be. You have to, I, I believe, in getting good people and allowing them to do what they do best. I, I'm, I don't like I don't babysit. I do monitor for results, but I'm not a babysitter. <laughs> I love to, I, if I can, I pay people as well as I can to do the best that they can. And that's really been my motto and it's kind of worked for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's great. It's it's mm -hmm. good to have people who enjoy doing what they do because there, there's parts of a business, I mean, we're not gonna love it all. And everybody, like <laughs> there are people that are way better at a lot of things than I am. And it's just good to be like, great, you know what? You love to do that. You're way better. It's better for me to get you to do that. It saves us time. It saves us money. It saves us aggravation, headache, all of those things. Absolutely. And um, bottom line is your customers can tell um, when you're providing a service, um, when it's only a monetary um, interest versus when you just love serving people. So that's why I like to get people that want to do what it is they do. They have that skill set and that's what they want to be doing. And so that gives me an opportunity to do what I do best. And that's to, that's to try to feed and grow these businesses so that they are they are efficient for people, the people that they serve. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of new things always on the internet, different um, softwares and, and things like that. So what type of strategies have you used to, or implemented to help increase profitabil profitability or increase our um, clients' um, outcomes to make them as best they can? We have shifted. My teams are, are wonderful with that. They like all these new tools. I'm not well versed in that, but I do get to benefit from it. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> they like they use we use Loom because we've been um, mm. shifting the way that we uh, 
record our new policies and procedures, those updates, you're constantly updating things as you change or you add in different services and products. So uh, they like to use Loom to record uh, for um, different policies and procedures. Um, we have every, we have our own um, chat system for, uh, you know, for meetings and, and to contact each other and to reach out to each other for different things. Um, now, if I, but then when I just want to uh, mend and, and build collaboration and communication skills, then I'll do, I'll call a big Zoom, everybody gets on Zoom, you know, so it's, I mean, we're just, we, they take advantage of a lot of stuff. A lot of it, I'm not even well-versed on, can't tell you how to start Started, but the bit the company benefits from it. So I'm grateful to that wonderful team of people that bring us those, and that's why they're hired. They bring us those wonderful ideas and those wonderful tools to benefit from and use. But technology has totally shifted the way that we do business since I got in. I first start, I first got my first business by myself, 2008, and from there to now, business looks totally different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a notary here in my in my state, and I was. I filled out something and ladies say, oh, you were doing notary before there was something she said. And it was like some kind of technology. I said, yeah, I was doing notary before all technology. <laughs> you had to come in with your ID, sit down in front of me. We right, right, yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah, I told a dinosaur age, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, I mean, from then to now, things look totally different and I'm glad for it. I'm always, you know, you have to always maintain, um, especially with healthcare, you always have to remember to maintain a level of uh, privacy and, and ethics uh, with the use of those things because sometimes they're so good, they're too good to where, you know, you risk um, privacy, you risk different things, you risk, risk authenticity, you risk things being leaked out that shouldn't be released and stuff like that. So you have to be careful with that. But at the same time, um, they, they are, they benefit for the use that they provide and we try to take advantage. <laughs> that's right. No, that's right. And it's, it's good, you know, there's, there's good and bad to it, just almost everything, right? Like we can use so many things, even just social media. I mean, social media has its advantages and its benefits. And it was funny. It was actually a, a clip. I was on social media scrolling through some stuff and it was a clip. And I think it was Lady Gaga who said, let's be honest, social media can be the toilet of the internet because it can really be bad. Right. Depending so it's, on, it's the right. same Depending. thing. And it mm -hmm. depends on two things. It depends on what you choose to put out there. You can choose to put out good or bad. And then also what you take away from it, what you're watching, what you're ingesting can be good or bad. So it can be for some people, it's for many people, like they are doing very well and living well and, and other people are educating so many. And then there's the negative of it as well. And that's, that's the way it is with a a lot of things, um, you know, that we can find its its benefit. And I'm sure a lot of your employees um, feel great that you're open to new things that even if you're not, as you said, well-versed in stuff or new things that are coming up that they're comfortable in, in approaching you or saying, hey, I'm sure they said, do you know of this? Can we try this? And, and that makes them feel really as part of the team, as opposed to this is how it's done, do it this way, and that's it. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is the key to that. When you bring people in, that should be part of your core is collaboration. You bring these people in and behind behind pay, 
the second reason that uh, people leave companies is because their their skill sets are not being maximized. They're not they're not being utilized properly. So they get disinterested and then they wander off. And so that's the second reason behind pay that people will leave a company. So I try to um, make sure that everybody gets a voice in something. We have a project going. I'll call the quiet person first. I want everybody, you know, wh you know, whoever it is, like they say, you're good as your weakest link. So I call, every, I pull everybody in. You never know when you're going to be pulled in for, for input or, or to start a conversation or to brainstorm on something that we're working on, a new project or whatever it is. So that's that's the um, that's the gist of uh, team dynamics and team building. You have to know how to utilize skills very well, or you're just wasting money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I agree too. And and it's everybody. It, it's a thing too with like brainstorming, right? Everybody has had different experiences, different thoughts, different things going on, and so sometimes we can say something and we know it's like, well, I know it's not the right answer. Let's just say it's not the right answer or not the right way to go. It's like mm -hmm. something along the lines of ABC and then somebody hears that and it makes them think of something else. Mm -hmm. And so it always isn't, you know, people need to be comfortable with saying, I think, can we try this? Or have you thought of that? Even when we know it's not the right or the solution, but mm -hmm. it gets things going. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it, it definitely helps because I've worked with people, but sometimes I'm so focused on something and I'm so, and I'll ask a friend or a colleague or something, I'll be like, hey, I'm doing this. Do you think this or that? And they'll say something completely like not even close to what I'm so, and they say it. And as soon as it's said, I'm, I just think, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Why? Why didn't I? And they're like, you're just too focused in it, and and it's it's good to have that outside that that works. Absolutely, yeah. We all we all fall into that tunnel vision thing. I think we have a bit of a hopefully it'll be okay. The weather here where I'm at, we're having a lot of rain. Can you, can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. We can just do some, some editing there. It was a bit of a, I had that flash connection unstable. Oh. So I think it might be the weather. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so let's see, where were we? <laughs> um, tunnel vision. We were talking about that and getting back to focus. And like you said, somebody will say something and it just like brings light right back into the middle of what we're trying to do. And, and 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 feeds us on to the end, so that's yeah, it's good and and just just clear thinking from the outside always, you know, that always helps. That always helps because we're about if you're leader, you're balancing a number of things. Team mm. member, they they have just what's in front of them to deal with, so it's always good to hone in on their skills. And some of them are real quick witted with you know ideas or things that they've been thinking about or they want to suggest. I was like, oh no real amount i'm not telling you we're gonna do them but definitely share and That's um right. you never know maybe not this time but next week we might need to use that so mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah i love i love people that like to feed feed the process and um and better the company we all look good 
Yeah, exactly. And it, it is that too. It's they they feel good. They're proud to work there. Their their voices are heard. They feel like they're part of the team. And and that's what we all want. We don't mm-hmm. want to just be a number. Nobody listens to us. We go to work. We sit, do our thing, and and then go home. Like we want to feel part of a team and part of a company. And and as you said, that that is a great way to to retain quality people is mm-hmm. to have them feeling good and enjoying it. And and it's good for the company as well because. Then people talk good. People are happy to go to work, and then clients and and customers and everything they they it it translates through the company to them as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing like uh, collaboration and, and and good communication in a team. You got those two things down pat. Everything else you'll you'll overcome. So that's those are good things. Those are really good. Those those are great. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the most important habits or routines that have helped you maintain productivity and focus as a business owner? Um, like I said, we keep we have that um, that team chat thing that we use. I told you we use that anytime. That's open to use anytime, even if we're not working hours. If something needs to you know be said work related, but it's kind of off you know off the hours or whatever, and we use that tech, so that open communication. I guess is the answer. Open communication, that is that is so key. Um, and then too, like I said, learning, learning each other's uh, language style because I can mm-hmm. say a sentence in a text or an email and it may come off one way to you. But then when we are face-to-face, I'm on, we're on a Zoom, we're looking at each other and we can hear each other's tone, then we can understand. Oh, okay, so when she says that, this is what she means. So yeah, I'm big yeah. on... Um, decoding communication as well so that we understand the way that each other communicate i have one of one of uh, the guys that I, on one of my teams and he's a big jokester and and sinister type guy so he's sarcastic sometimes in some of his replies but we know that because we have had we've learned his communication had we not had we just stuck with email or text we would have never picked up and we would have thought sometimes he was being rude or, you know, or, right. or trying to be, yeah, trying to be a deviation in the process, but we understand his way. So we just laugh it off to keep on going or we might even throw something back at him and keep on going <laughs> in the conversation. Right. And you know, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that's so good. If we, we read emails and text messages, depending upon our mood, not the writer's mood because we don't know the sender's mood. So you could do, I could give you news and you could say, that's great. And now if I'm in a great mood, that's great. Good. She said, that's great. And if I'm not in a good mood, that's great. Mm-hmm. And same words, but just different tone. And you're right. If you can't see the person or it's not, um, you know, verbal, then it it really is hard. And A lot of times, and I'm sure there's been a lot of changes for you as well, too, with the last few years, with the pandemic, I don't know how often you meet with your team um, in person or or if they're kind of uh, around the world, but it's where I I think that the balance of working from home and having to go into the office, I, I believe I think it should be split. I think it's best to have some if you're your five days a week, like a three day, two day somehow split, because we do, I feel need that in-person communication that to know mm-hmm. the people, to get that energy from them, to know how they talk. If they say certain things, we understand it's like, 
oh, when they were, oh, I, I, as you said, I took it this way, mm -hmm. but no, that's, that's not how they were wanting it to be taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found out like in the early stages, when you get new team members in, I will call or I'll, you know, I was like, I know I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to call you right now. And, you know, can you answer your phone? I'm, I'm going to call you right now. Because like you said, we're learning. And then once I pulled them in a few times into the meeting, we start to learn, you know, that we have them talk. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have you dialogue. And, and, and we start to learn, the, okay, so now we understand, you know, your way of language and what you mean when you say certain things. Or if I would say something to you, I uh, request something from you and you reply, then I'll understand what that means from you. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's always... Um, Technology, technology has its pluses and then there's also the things that we have to, we still have to do regardless. Some things you just mm -hmm. can't, you can't erase and good communication is one of them. Um, so, And it's, yeah. I find it's one, uh, generally it's crazy as human beings who've been around for thousands of years now, <laughs> we suck at communication. Like yeah. we really yeah. do. Like look at all this technology we design, all these things that we do. But we truly are terrible at communication. Um, one thing that I, I learned one time a long time ago, um, it was uh, my mother-in-law. I can't remember what we're talking, something about communication. And she said, um, if something's really important, like I'll, I'll say something to my husband. And if it's really important, as soon as I'm done saying it, I'll ask him, what did I say? To make mm -hmm. sure he heard either... He heard, heard what, what I said, said, or I I communicated properly what I said because we've all done it. I've done it. You know, we get into an argument with somebody and they say, Well, you said blah, blah, blah. And then I've said, Well, I didn't mean it that way. Like, but those were the words I used. Mm -hmm. And so interpretation of the same words is mm -hmm. also so I always say to people, there's three sides to every story. And some people will say, well, there, no, there's only two of us. And I'm like, no, but there's three sides because there's what you said, what the other person heard and kind of what was meant. And the reality is somewhere in the middle. That neutral place. Absolutely. That's right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's communication is, uh, I think it's something we all need to, to work on. And, you know, myself included, there's, there's times that, yeah, I'm just not good at it, but we should be great at it by now. <laughs> you think after years of practice, no, we still don't. And that's that's the reason. That's the reason why we don't need to take things personally. A lot of times people see stuff or something gets said and, you know, automatically people, like you said, depending on our mood, we take things personally. Never take stuff, especially in business. I've learned that. I had to learn that. You know, it took me the first few years. It was tough because, I, you know, I just wanted everything to go right there. And I had to learn, don't take stuff personally. You don't never know, you know, what where things are coming from. Or maybe, maybe like you said, maybe I'm just misreading. I'm reading more into it than what was meant. So yeah, never take things personally and especially in the business form. Right. And that's, I think that's, that's definitely great advice because, you know, lots of things, we don't know what the other person's going through. Um, they could be having a bad day, a bad week, a bad year, um, you know, and it could be just us. It could be our interpretation. Maybe we didn't communicate properly. So you're right. That is a great piece of advice to never take things personally. Um, 
So also to what, what do you think either you could say either for you within your, your three businesses, and it may not be all exactly the same, but generally, what do you think are the most or highest expenses when it comes to business? What costs us the most? Oh my goodness. Um, at first it was marketing and I still would say marketing is pretty, pretty up there. Um, because you're always promoting your business. Um, and especially if you're into products. Now I have the wholesale business that is in the product. So there's a lot of marketing money dollars spent there um, until you get to a good place, a good stride where word of mouth. But even then, um, when you're doing national and international business, you just can't stop. Yeah. So it's it's just one of, that's one of the top ones. Payroll is is quite up there, right there, probably above the marketing. <laughs> so, because if you're paying people a halfway decent wage, that's, you know, those, those, those add up pretty fast. So I would say payroll marketing is right there close, if it's not equal, close second. Um, um, like those annual fees and stuff, they come around once a year, but I know here where I live at, they're not excessively bad. Um, because to renew a LLC here in the state of Florida is 138 bucks a year. Okay. So that's not, yeah, that's not too bad. Um, but there times are three, so. Times <laughs> three, right. They are state, yeah, but there are states that are less, they, they charge less than that. So, you know, you know there are states that, that, that are less than that. But for, on the average, on the average, that's 130 bucks is not too bad because then there are states that charge $400. <laughs> Right. And then also, too, within the United States, there's there's the state tax and then the federal tax. Right. If you're in a state that plays state taxes, absolutely. I'm in one of the four states that does not assess state tax. I'm in Florida. So Florida, Florida, Texas, I believe it's Vermont and somewhere else. I know they don't charge state tax, but all the other states do. They do. So taxes for for some can be can be up there as well. Absolutely. Have you have you considered um, moving or utilizing any international tax planning for for any of your companies? I have definitely been considering moving um, abroad uh, here for the last six to eight months, and really look seeking behind the scenes on looking at some places and some things. Um, so that is definitely something that is on my personal radar. <laughs> Okay, and that's that's what I was gonna ask you. You yeah. said so. Are are you thinking like physically yourself moving, moving mm -hmm. your corporations, or both? Uh, probably would be a combination of both. Okay. Um, one of the businesses probably would stay here and be managed. You know, I could do what I need to do from where I'm at, and then be managed from here. And then one of the other would go with me. You know, I would need I would have to be a foreign entity and go wherever I go, but. Definitely looking at some key options there um, as far as uh, moving abroad is concerned. It's always interested me, um, but, I, you know, when you're raising, I was younger, raising a family and then mm -hmm. doing all this professional stuff. So you can only handle so much in a day's time. Oh. But often it's always been something that's always been at the back of my mind. And so now um, I've been an empty nester here since... 2016 and had a chance to focus more on my businesses and finally grow some of them and really do some in-depth stuff with my businesses. So now that my businesses have survived the pandemic, <laughs> I can look more at the abroad thing and some more of those personal, personal slash business goals that I've been wanting to do for some time. 
And um, in the meantime, I still travel. So I've, get, I've gotten a chance to see some places. So that's what also piques your interest when you go uh-huh. and take in the scene and you get to take in the other cultures outside of uh, the U.S. and where you live at. So that's also something that I, I, I try to... Um, I tr- my goal my 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 goal for yearly is definitely three trips a year, um, internationally. Yeah. But sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But here lately I've been I've uh you know because of the pandemic we, we couldn't go certain places and stuff like that so that kind of limited it um mm-hmm. my ability to do that. But now that the gate's been lifted, I'm back out there. <laughs> good good to to get out searching again. And yes, there's. There's um, several countries that, you know, have better tax rates um, and you don't necessarily have to live there. Some some you need to, some you have to visit maybe a couple of days or a few months a year. And, and so there, there's definitely a lot of options. Um, sometimes people don't real, they, they think that because they live in a country that that's where a corporation needs to be. And that's that's what I thought years ago, too. I used to think, well, I, I live in Canada, so my company needs to be in Canada. My bank accounts need to be in Canada. Like, that's because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. And over the last probably about 13 years now, um, I about 13 years ago, I started to find out, well, that's not exactly true mm-hmm. and have have been helping people um, diversify and things. And there, there are a lot of, of options out there. Um, even, even if you wanted to stay in the United States, there would still be options that are tax benefit, mm-hmm. asset protection benefit. As well, and that's why I was wondering if if you planned on going as well, or if you were thinking of just oh, yeah. you know changing. It's gonna be me. Yeah, I'm making the change. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm ready for it. It's it's time. Um, it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I I hear you. I mean, I I made the change from Canada in 2011. Is oh, when wow. I I first went left Canada. Um, I went to Costa Rica. I spent five years there. I've lived in Spain. I've got a place now in Montenegro, and I'm looking to relocate for home base later on this year again. So nice. uh, yeah, I've, I've been to a few, and and you know, uh, pros and cons to all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've just said to people too. I'm like, there's benefit corporation wise to move a corporation to me. It's just straight up benefit if you pick the the right place. Living wise, mm-hmm. there's always some pros and cons. There is no mm-hmm. perfect place in the world, at least not for me. There's too many things mm-hmm. I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know. But that, that's why I decided for me. Then my perfect is is ideally having three or four places in three or four countries and completely diversifying. So I get a little bit, you know, I get the the mountainous area, but I don't like winter, so I can't be in no. the mountains in the winter. It gets too cold, mm-hmm. too much snow. But during the summer, mm-hmm. love the mountains. And too much wildlife. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then summertime, I love summer. I love the beach. So I, you know, I, I need to have more than one place to have mm-hmm. my perfect life. Perfect. Well, mm-hmm. even still, that's not perfect. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's designed the way we like it. Absolutely, a piece of like you said, piece of life everywhere. So that's mm-hmm. that's wonderful, and um, that is is definitely possible. Much more so than like you said, we thought before. So it's oh, a lot of options out there. I was just just for instance, I um do the my wholesale business does some um real estate investing type stuff, okay. and um there's a, a guy very popular here in the states that does some real estate investing. He's relocated to Dubai and he started to report that whole journey and the benefits there. They don't even charge uh, taxes 
uh, there like they do Certain in the areas. They 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 never yeah. used to charge at all, but now you know some of the other countries and governments weren't liking it too much. So I said, right. okay, fine. In kind of certain areas we will charge and it's more right. kind of the brick and mortar businesses right. that will have to start paying some tax yeah. but they still have free zones where it is tax-free right. yeah right and then too um there is going to be uh, from what i'm reading it's flat rates here here in the states it's based on what you've earned you know after you reported all those that money and they tax you so much on the back end it's almost like they're uh, back in a backdoor partner <laughs> sometimes the more you make the more they take and that and that's exactly what and happened then, and then it's even worse i mean because and, and i get there's needs to be some level of taxation but it's we make money then we have to pay taxes and then what's mm -hmm. left when we spend it we pay tax on the things that we buy so yeah, people you will say oh well i only pay you know, like 12, 18, 20, some are like, oh yeah, it's like 24%. It's not too bad. I'm like, oh gosh, that's a lot. But it's not just that. It's like, okay, well that is gone. But then everything you spend, you're taxed again on that. Even if it's, you know, like here in Alberta. So I'm originally from Canada in Alberta and we have a provincial tax at 5%. And it's the lowest, like when we purchase things, it's lowest anywhere in Canada. Others have 5% plus another, like a GST and an HST. So not only are you paying taxes on your income, but then every time you're buying, you're paying a minimum in Canada's 5%. It could be plus up to 12% on top of the things that you're purchasing. So I'm like, you're paying a lot more tax than what you really figure that you're paying. Now, purchases, right. obviously, we're never going to avoid that. But I think, why don't we work within the law within the rules. I don't want to be breaking any rules. I don't want to be worried right. about anything and really Looking reduce our time. taxes or right. no taxes. And right. it happened to me one time. And that's when I really kind of started to get into things and, and checking out taxes and how it works. Because I had a vacation property and with mm. a vacation property, you get income, of course. But with vacation property, you also have expenses. Things get broken. Things need to be cleaned. And so I had a property management company. They take care of it all. And so I did my taxes, no problem. A few years, you know, doing it, no problem. And then one year I get a letter from the government, we're auditing you. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. It's just a random, they do however many random audits. Um, and probably because I had rental property or something, vacation property. So I'm like, fine, no problem. I like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was like, yeah, here, human company of, you know, what they had to pay for. Here's the income, all of that. I was like, it's fine. No problem. Wow. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know, a month or two, whatever it took, they sent me a letter. They're like, well, we decided that we're accepting your income because you did make income, but we're not accepting any of your deductions. Zero. I'm like, what? Like, it's like, gardener property management company some maintenance things none of them and i'm like how anybody in their right mind can say yes you have a rental property that brings an income but you have zero expense and so then they said so now we're redoing your taxes and because that was two years ago because they went back a couple of years you now owe us interest on all of that and two years, i'm like you i won't say those words right right I couldn't believe it. And then I thought, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, I was good. I'm like, I'm going to find out your rules and I'm going to start playing by your rules. And, um, and so since then I'm like, I don't need to be incorporated in Canada. I don't have to have 
um, things there. I can move it to where it's, you know, 3%, 5%, 9% or yeah, zero. Right. And, and even with zero, of course, I want to keep receipts for a while because as a business owner, I want to know where my money is going. That's right. But I don't have to be like, ooh, this was a business dinner. Is the government going to accept it or not accept it? Because it's like, who cares? I'm not paying, to, I, I pay zero corporate tax. So I will keep it from my own records so I know what I'm doing. And then at the end of the year, whatever, I don't need to keep something for seven years. And have you ever looked at a receipt one year, three years, five years. You can, at, like, read. You can okay. marry read it. That's right. So then, and then if you don't that, take that's it, not a good receipt. Mm -hmm. If you don't take it and scan it that day, you don't have, you can't even read it anymore. So it's no good to you. And then there you stuck unless I guess, you know, and that's why I know that's why a lot of people say they just choose to operate by their credit cards because then they can pull up their credit card statements. But Canada doesn't allow credit card statements. You'd have, you had to have, or at least when I was here, like back so 10 years ago when I was here before, as I said, because I've been gone, but back then it had to be the actual receipt. A credit card statement was not efficient. Wow. Maybe they've changed that now. I, I don't know, but yeah. So I just thought, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to work within their rules. And that's what I do because I don't want the hassle of the, is this going to be good? Am I going to get audited? Is it going to be accepted? Like, no, it's just like, I'd rather just have my company in a, a no tax or for some people, they prefer to have clients that the low tax, they're fine with that. And then just not even worry about it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And yeah, because I tell them, I say foreign entities is not as bad as people think. That's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> they're actually good. It was, you know, TV. And, you know, because it's for yeah. entertainment and then oh, yeah. the government doesn't really want you to do it because they, they don't want people to know. And the media is terrible because if you have an offshore corporation, oh, you are like money laundering. You are in the mafia. You are like a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. I've had people that are like, if you have that, like you'll go to jail. And I said, well, Elon Musk is not in jail. He's got, he, he has some corporate in the, in the U.S., but international as well. I'm like, Google, I believe Google is set up in Ireland. Um, Jeff Bezos, he's not in jail. He's got it split up into two or three countries he's got. And I mean, it's public knowledge. I just don't recall the countries off the top of my head that mm -hmm. they have have their corporation registered in different countries for tax purposes. It's lower taxes than they would have to pay. Look at Richard Branson. He owns all of these what waffle houses. He does it. He the company is housed over what wherever he's at British Virgin the, Islands or something. Virgin Islands, yeah. Mm -hmm. He and how and so that's the home space and the locations are here. But because of him being stationed there, he hardly gets taxed in the money because over there it's not it's not taxed and there in the operations and everything is over here. So yeah. it's a win-win for him. And he, like you said, he's not in jail. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not illegal. It's not right. illegal. It's not. Can, there, there are certain countries where you do have to be a resident to open up a corporation in that country. And there are some, but there's mm -hmm. many countries that they just say, oh, you want to open up a corporation? Sure. You, you pay the expenses to open it and you, you pay little taxes or no taxes because mm -hmm. they know that most times you're at least going to be visiting that country or going there. You're going to be spending money there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and some people just have the company and they don't ever go there, but then the banking's there. So if you're mm -hmm. banking there and as we know how banks work we put our money in there it's just numbers and they loan that out to other people at a higher interest rate so even if we're not there they're like well your business is here your bank mm -hmm. is here 
So and your money's here, guns. so we get to use your money and make mm-hmm. money off your money. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, it's a benefit to them. So right, it is. so they're not worried about where where you live at or you know where you at tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, like they and and of course they they do checks. They make sure it's legitimate right. business and they do things. Oh, yeah. So you know, and I was talking to somebody too the other day, and I was like. Even if, you know, there are people who probably, yes, do launder money through other countries, but people launder money through the United States. People launder money in Canada. Like it, if, if somebody really wants to break the law and do it, they'll They're do it no matter do where it. they live. They're right. going to do it no matter where they live. That's right. I want to do it, not launder money, but I want to like, I want to have my business done legitly and legally so I don't have to worry about it. I'm within their rules and I pay substantially less or no taxes compared to what I would be paying if I was still in Canada. And unfortunately, like you said, so many times we have to learn the lesson that the thing that you went through, we have to learn Mm -hmm. that lesson, but then that opens our eyes and that makes us do some homework. So it benefits us down the line. So that it it still paid off, the, the instance paid off in the end because now you have that information to live off of for a long, long time. That's right, that's right. And now I'm helping others. Because I'm like, I know what they do. I know how sneaky the government is and how, especially the last few years since the pandemic, like I used to really think like Canada is a great country. I left partially because I hate winter and it's so long and cold. But when the pandemic hit and, and things really started to change and changed like overnight and some of the things they did. The biggest, one of the biggest things was, and you probably heard about it there was, there was the, the trucker protest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I don't want to get into like, should you get vaccinated? Shouldn't you, whatever. But it was like the whole point is like when the protest was going on and in every protest, there's always some bad apples. There are people who will just go out to start problems because that's what they want to do. I think in the majority of protests around the world, most of them, people don't want violence. People don't want, they just want their voices heard. They'll protest, but they don't get involved in violence. And But there's always a few. So that's what the media always focuses on. I've the media focuses on the violent part. Um, but when they said, the, the Trudeau government said, well, um, for people who protest, then what we're going to do is we're going to freeze their bank accounts. And for mm-hmm. people who donate to the protesters to help them, we'll freeze their bank accounts too. And if that doesn't work, or if, you know, things keep going on, then we won't renew their, their passports. We won't give them passports. And mm-hmm. I just thought, are you kidding me? Like, international anthem, we're the home of the free. That's not free. It's, oh, if you do what we say, then Beautiful. you're free. But if you don't, then you're not. Like, that's that's not freedom. That's, that's right. That That's not. And then that's when I I really decided, like, I really need to let people know that they don't have to be stuck in one country and nobody should ever have just one bank account in their home country. They should always have another in some other country and and you can open ones up online. You can do it without visiting the country. It's it's a little bit harder, of course, but it Mm -hmm. can be done. But trust Mm -hmm. me, if your bank accounts got frozen for even even if you didn't donate to a a protest, identity theft. Right. If identity theft and your bank account is frozen, how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to buy groceries? Right. And you're going to be borrowing money from friends or family until it gets resolved. Like, and that could take, I mean, I, I, I don't even know how long it could take to resolve mm-hmm. that stuff. So mm-hmm. I always recommend to people and, and have been for years. I'm just always like, open up another bank account in another country or where the local government doesn't have easy access to, to, to freeze it or something. And it's just like a backup in case. 
Not that I'm saying people are going to, and some people are like, I'm never going to do anything illegal. It's like, it's not about you doing anything illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, what if somebody steals your identity? Right. Yeah, that's, I've that's been all. a victim of that. I've been a victim. Oh. Of that. I can tell people what happens with that. That is that is a mess, and that's not easy to get out of. And even years down the line, things can resurface because of that one incident. Yeah, so I I I know what that what that looks like and feels like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be awful. So we always, you know, with the technology, it's so good and 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 things. But we we need to be aware and we need to make sure we have kind of backups and and protection for that, whether it's personally and for our business as well for for both. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. So what have you found are some of the most significant changes or shifts that you've observed in your industry over the last few years or, or compare, because I know you've got three different, different ones. So you, have you noticed more within one or, or what kind of major ones kind of going through the pandemic and coming out of it? Well, the thing about healthcare, it did not, the pandemic did not, that's one field it did not affect. Um, mm-hmm. And robotics is still the future of healthcare. So a lot of things now being replaced, um, you know, we were already doing medical scanning, you know, records and stuff like that was already being done 10, 10, 12 years ago. But now you, robots are going to be coming in, taking, taking blood pressure readings and doing, all, yeah, robotics is taking over healthcare. So that the pandemic only gave them more time and space to get that stuff refined and done. <laughs> so that has not stopped. Wholesale business. Um, same thing. Um, there's always going to be uh, items and, and digital products to be sold. There's all, information is going to always be being transferred from one end to the other. That has not changed. Maybe how we do it now changes in the way and the modes that we do them in. You know, that's that. There's been additions to that. But AI, you know, Chat GPT. Oh yeah, primary thing. I feel bad for the photographers. Now they have the the AI system that does the photography. Beautiful work. You see these people posting these pictures. I was like, I just saw her yesterday. She didn't look like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the AI yeah. AI software is wonderful, wonderful. And so photographers, I would suggest that they learn how to do that, how to operate, and teach people how to use that to keep them mm-hmm. keep them relevant in today's time because that's what's replacing. In the people. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Even just so I have a friend of mine um, who does some translation work because she speaks many languages mm-hmm. and fluently. And she has seen a reduction. The part is a reduction in work or what they'll do is they'll they'll say, well, I've, I've had AI translate it. Can you just go through it and make sure that it's right? So I guess, so it, it, it reduces either pay or number of work. And so it's it is writers and and things as well. I think mm-hmm. it's it it definitely is a shift. People are going to mm-hmm. have to learn to to work with it for now. Um, mm-hmm. Some some jobs will eventually be phased out. There there mm-hmm. will be people that absolutely will have to do something else if if they're not oh, yeah. going to be working with it. Oh yeah. If you're right, if you're not financially uh, fit to not work work. anymore, then they are definitely going to have to shift and do some things different Mm -hmm. really fast, really fast, because that stuff is rolling out very fast. (laughs) It just um, seems like every day there's a new 
type of AI, whether, you, like you said, whether it's photography or writing or um, mm-hmm. like, at, like all kinds of stuff that there, and it just seems like, oh my gosh, it, it, it seemed almost for me anyway, there was bits, I was going back through some old emails and deleting a bunch of stuff. And there, there was bits coming out in probably around early 2022 is when mm-hmm. I started it. But I mean, it was so rare and whatever. I'm kind of like, oh yeah, okay. It's, but, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like when chat GPT came out, it was like overnight game changer. And then it just seemed that every day or every few days or definitely every week, there was a new type of chat, a new AI, a new, like all kind of, I'm just like, oh my gosh, where did all of this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were just waiting in the rafters. Those folks, I said, those were the people while we were out here scuffling with COVID-19 and vac- vaccinations and all that, and, you know, and six feet lines and all that stuff. They were heads down working on this stuff because now robotics is just popping up everywhere, everywhere. And um, that, that that's the future. That's where we're headed to. And if you don't have a piece of that or understand where you fit in in that process, it's going to be it's going to be pretty dire straits for some people. That's right. That's right. So looking ahead, what are your goals and aspirations for the future for your businesses? Ooh, um, well, technology has changed so many things. So that that I'm I'm glad to that deliverance because that'll help me in my transition um, abroad and doing some things, you know, internationally, that'll help me. So it's going to be, um, I think it's going to, it's definitely going to enable a lot of, you know, things of transitioning functions and stuff like that. And I'll still, you'll, you'll still need some kind of, you know, team or you'll still need people to do certain things, but I may not meet, need as many. So you know, we'll see, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it's definitely going to help the transition go a lot more smoother. Um, time, time management is definitely one of those things that, um, that is being captured by the technology. So that's definitely another thing, you know, scheduling is it all that stuff that'll be done. That'll be done electronically. You won't have to touch a thing. So it's just, yeah, I think it's going to, it's just, it's definitely going to make the move much more smoother. It's going to uh, give me an opportunity to, uh, you know, look at some other things. You never know, might, you know, when, you know, might sell off one thing and pick up something else or maybe nothing else. You never know. Just depends on where I decide to, you know, where I end up, you know, where I land and where. where. You put those through. Exactly. <laughs> where I place the, root, the new roots at, right? So, yeah, we'll and, see. and there's new, there's always different and new opportunities in different places. Absolutely, absolutely. They're doing different things in other play in other co- which is the wonderful thing about when you vacation and you get to take that couple of days and just see and just sit back and watch that. You know, they're in action, so they, you know, that's just their normal life. But it is so awesome to just go back, just go out and watch. I call it. I, that's what I call it, landscape watching. You when you travel and you're on vacation, you landscape watching. You watching mm-hmm. cultures, uh, you know, the way they operate in their lives every day, you know, you just stand there, while, you know, you witnessing. So I think it's a cool thing. I love it. I love to travel, but I'm ready to do, I'm ready to make the move to the transition and do some other things. Excellent. Great. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Sherelle, are there a place um, on the internet that people can find you, follow you the most or interact with you or buy some of your products that you have or anything where they can find you? Sure. Um, 
they can find me on Instagram. I'm at Dr. She, S-H-E serves. Um, so they can find me there on Instagram at Dr. She serves. Um, I also have, um, I have several sites. Uh, the one I can think of right away is uh, HTTPS, the uh, semicolon, two backslashes, and it's www.herecomesdoctordr.com. So uh -huh. they can, that's my website and um, for health, for the healthcare business, and they can reach me there. And um, I do have a couple of those link trees. Um, I think the link, uh, I think, okay. the, yeah, I think the link, I think one of those link trees is at the Instagram, so they can find a link tree there. And, okay. um, and we'll, yeah. we'll put, I'll put links in the, in the show notes below. So that okay. um, okay. can click on those and find you. Well, okay. I just wanted to say thank you very much for your time. I enjoyed our conversation. I know it was valuable for the listeners um, to give them some insights for things that uh, perhaps they weren't fully aware of. Uh, but thank you very much for your time. And thank you for having me in your space today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs>